Hello, Penny here. Today on my garden podcast, literally we are playing British garden bingo here, aren't we? I mean, I'm just throwing out a load of words like salvia. Isn't gardening stuff just a bit old-fashioned? Like in the way that it's designed and things. It's like we're all in the 1950s. Have you ever put something in a hole that's been a bit off? Right, that is looking glorious. Now I'm not having that. So I've put, I've used my app and I've pointed it at a plant that I thought was called Mighty Phil. The proper name I don't know, but I went to the Royal Horticultural Society garden kind of Chelsea Garden Show, but up north at Tatton. Brilliant, a few years ago with cousin Fiona. And she got one as well. Hers died and mine survived. And honestly thought it was called Mighty Phil. But this is called False Buck's Beard. What? Which is a species of false goat's beard, obviously. Um, also known as Japanese Astebe. So where I got Mighty Phil from, I don't know. But ultimately what happens is it grows really bushy and, and shoots out feather duster style pink fluffy plumes, which is beautiful. So anyway, ahead of us, quite some interesting hard work. Just to set the scene, the context is that we're midway up the garden. We're just before we get to the veg box area. And a couple of years ago, I carved out of the lawn some beds. One of them has been brilliant. The other one has been very, very naughty. And the grass just keeps growing back and growing back. And it's been a tangle of stuff. I tried um, Achillea as a kind of mat forming anti-grass weed preventative measure. But that didn't work either. So it ended up with everything having grass growing through it and it was thwarting everything's progress. So even stuff like verbena, which just, you know, does its own thing every year, was a bit, oh, it was all crying out. And I kind of ignored it last year, to be honest. I thought it probably sorted itself out over the winter. But no, it was clear that this was a bed that had gone bad and it needed dealing with. Now, I'd like to say that I put the hard graft in to clear it, but no, hunky husband used his new and impressive spade and completely dug out the whole thing. So we moved quite a lot of the plants into pots just to assess their health and also to, to um, draw out the strands of grass and the roots, which were really rooty, and dig it much deeper than I had done originally. He then filled it with our amazing tea bag and eggshell concoction, <laughs> compost, and it's it's blank. It's a blank canvas. So here we are. Now, the reason I was um, using the app to just assess what that plant is, huh, mighty Phil, no more, whatever the Astebe is, Japonica Astebe, Japanese Astebe, thing beautiful it's got nice red rhubarb colored stalks and these lovely bright lime green colored leaves so far the reason i was photographing it for the um before i put it in is just to find out how tall it's going to grow it's going to go 60 centimeters and the nice thing is it can withstand minus 10 minus 15 degrees so it's going to stay in the ground i am not going to muck about with this plant and I've been doing the same for some others actually so I've got a heather 
And this is a random collection. It's not necessarily any sort of curated, well thought through collection of plants that are going in. Uh, they do have a theme though. They have a common theme. They're all purpley. I thought, right, well, you know, if, if there's an approach to gardening that isn't so complicated to do, and you don't have to think about what flowers when, because I find that kind of spreadsheet approach really difficult. My brain does not do detail very well. But if I know that it's just purple, I will go and get a purple plant to fill a hole in this bed when the time comes. I also think yellow works well with purple. And I'm saying that because I've actually got a yellow dahlia, which I'm very keen to put in. And I think that would just lift the whole area, we'll see. But first things first, the first entrant to the new bed area, with everything crossed for its success, is a japonica. A lovely, beautiful japonica, which, bless it, it has been ported around a little bit. It's been in a container for a while. It's beginning to show signs of not enjoying that particularly. It needs to go in the ground. Now, the, the first japonica we bought, um, probably referenced in season one. In fact, I'm yes, because in my infant school, there was a girl called Jocasta. And I just thought Jocasta is such an unusual name, but quite probably likely to be the sister of japonica. <laughs> quite posh sounding. Anyway, the first japonica we got has done really well. And they're a funny thing though, aren't they? Sometimes they look a bit crinkly and a bit like they're a bit upset and they, they don't want to live anymore. But um, you give them a bit of water, cool it down a bit. Well, when it cools down and it really, it really goes for it. It's very happy. So yeah, I mean, literally we are playing uh, British garden bingo here, aren't we? I mean, I'm just throwing out a load of words like salvia, japonica, heathers, dahlia, verbena. And literally, we've got a full house. British Garden Bingo. Ah, oh, do you know what? Sometimes I wonder whether my references are too British. I wonder if everyone knows what bingo is. Basically, it's a little game where you use a dabber. Oh, no. Right. OK, that's just leading us into all sorts of territory. But yeah, if you match a load of words on your own card with what's been said at the front of the room, then you can shout out full house. Of course, it's natural. Right. OK, so the first plucky volunteer to go in the hole is Japonica number two. So Japonica number two. And I'm going to give it everything. I'm going to support it fully. So not only am I going to attend to every weed that crops up near any of the plants going in the formerly bad bed, I'm also going to start it off with some amazing compost in the root ball area. I'm also going to put in a touch of the top rose slow release granular plant food. And that's not an advert because other feeds are available. But the name would indicate it's just for roses, but it's not actually for roses. I don't know why it's called that. I think we need to discuss that branding. Isn't gardening stuff just a bit old fashioned? Like in the way that it's designed and things. It's like we're all in the 1950s fan, fangirling over the Percy Thrower. It's not the case anymore. Anyway, maybe I should bring out my own range. What do you think, everyone? What should we have in it? Like gardening gloves with cuffs. Do you need your plants to be heavily challenged and possibly die? get Penny's feed that doesn't work anyway yeah so oh do you know what I think gardening is that really odd thing isn't it where you have a lot of hope 
And sometimes you don't know what the factors are, what conditions have, have led to the demise or success of your bloom. And quite often you can't pin it down. Is it natural weather conditions? Is it watering conditions? Are you to blame? Are you to have you played a part in the success of your plant by watering it at the right amount, by paying attention to it, um, or not paying attention to it, or not serving it? You know, hurt some herbs and rosemary, for example. Just ignore it, treat it mean, keep it keen. It loves a Mediterranean-style dryness, doesn't it, and sandiness uh, in its soil. So, all of the factors combined, you, you can't discern what has affected change and that can be quite frustrating so when you're frustrated you could maintain your frustration couldn't you or you could jog on with your life and go oh well which is what hunky husband is incredibly good at he's very good at perspective and a bit of stoicism and a bit like it doesn't matter does it why this thing has occurred it doesn't matter it just has so let's make make the best of it i suppose or move on but anyway these are my conditions these are my factors that i'm bringing food for plants let's let's go let's go to the hole i haven't bored you all with the hole digging i hope it's already prepared so a little handful of the stuff out of a box which i will admit is a few summers old and possibly there we go sprinkle that in possibly out of date we don't know also the other thing you don't know because we're not scientists and we don't study this stuff is if you leave your stuff your chemicals your sprays and your stuff that you're going to put in the ground like your blood fish bone meal stuff that we had for a while stank but joey really liked it if you leave it in the shed when it's minus 10 and then when it gets into like the 30s and 40s in the summer does it ruin it or is it shed proof hmm yeah, answers, questions to which we'll never know the answer. Or if you know the answer, you could communicate with us. Hello at bitfamous.co.uk and uh, tell us what your views are on shed-proofing items. So I'm not having them in the house. I'm not having blood, fish, bone, meal in the house. It'll stink, won't it? Right. Oh, is one I prepared earlier. A lovely amount of homemade compost oh so proud to deliver this it's exhausting being a human isn't it these days um what with food recycling and um food waste and recycling um issues in your kitchen we've got about four bins five now i've just added another one to it so we've got normal bin which we call the bin bin we've got the recycling bin then we've got the compost bin sorry four bins no no five i've got soft plastics bin now because the supermarkets have started taking away what they do with it i don't know but you know uh, taking away your soft plastics which you could never recycle before and then fifth i've just added another bin which is my coffee grounds bin because i love getting rid of those on plants around the base of the plant where the slugs and snails are likely to try and crawl on and eat five bins five in my kitchen i mean you add that into all sorts of stressful situations in your life and you're under pressure which is why gardening's so good isn't it to relieve the stress of life 
Right, how much should I put in? Oh, I think about that will do. Don't want to waste it. My plan with this bed as well is not to uh, completely feed it with compost, all of it. I'm just going to do one hole at a time as I put the plants in, which I think is a nice way of feeding the, the soil and the plant, but without overdoing it. This um, japonica I have just taken out of the container and it's got quite a small root ball, bless it. No wonder it's, no wonder it's yearning to romp out, isn't it? So I'm going to water on top of that compost and feed get it nice and ready for the japonica i've already taken it out of the container and it is actually a really small root ball i should have dealt with this a bit sooner it, no wonder it's wanting to to romp out get off the get out of there what should i do with that right oh do you know what my hose nozzles buggered my gun the gun i bought the, the hose gun which was metal to deter other family members from slamming it down on concrete floors and patios and chipping it and breaking it. It's just gone. It's just all gone all flaccid. I don't mean, I mean the, the trigger on it. There's, no, there's nothing to go at. So it's going to have to go in the skip. Oh, doesn't have a, I don't have a recycling bin for that. Right, so I'm lifting up the big japonica now. Oh, it's quite heavy. It's amazing, isn't it? And then it's going in. Is it the right size? Is it the right way round? Oh, now that's a good question, isn't it? Have you ever put something in a hole that's been a bit off? It's been lent to one side or something and you haven't been quite satisfied with it, but it's too late, isn't it? You've pressed it in with your toe. You've put the soil in, you've backfilled and yet it remains a little bit off centre. Now, I'm not going to get a spirit level on it. But Japonica has been growing in a certain way and I don't want to turn her back to the sun. So I think I'm just going to turn it around and have another look at it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. Okay. So I've, um, I've surrounded myself with incredibly soggy soil, which is not going to be fun to backfill. I really should go and get the, uh, the uh, smaller spade because this spade is actually just heavy in its own right <laughs> before I even load it with soil. It's really quite heavy to lift. I think my husband just bought it to show off his muscles. Look, I can lift this heavy spade. <clears throat> right. The problem with that I've got is that I can't actually see past the japonica's low, root, uh, low leaves to see where I'm meant to be backfilling. And the soil is so soggy because I've overwatered it. Ah, oh, do you know what? You just gotta do what you can, haven't you? Oh, it's really nice at the moment in the UK. The weather's been really bizarre in that it's been the same all the time. <laughs> so it's been consistently warm and sunny and dry and not very windy. So as a result, we've got really good wisteria. So what's happened is that it's not been bashed about by wind, rain, lashing down on it and dragging all the nice petals off it. And it looks like some amazing creation dangling down and it smells incredible. And 
it's busy with bees. That's what we like to see, isn't it? Oh, I've been reading a book based in the Congo. It's by Barbara Kingsolver, the Poisonwood Bible. It's very good. Loving it. Not read a, not read a Barbara yet. And um, it's talking about the dad who's a preacher, Baptist preacher in the 50s, I think, who tries to bring all the seeds from America to build his garden and plant his garden. And he refuses to take any advice from anyone. Anyway, these plants keep growing and growing and growing, but they never, they never fruit. They never provide vegetables. And yet they just keep going and going and going so they can grow. And then it dawns on them. There are no pollinators. No pollinators, of course. You're not going to get anything, are you, unless you've got your bees and your other... I, I consider Joey to be a pollinator, for example. I mean, he brings seeds around with him in his big spaniel ears and then deposits them in the garden or takes them from the garden, takes them elsewhere. So, yeah, all sorts of pollinators. Um, anyway, I digress. How are we doing with the backfilling now? I've paused for a minute. Um, right, that is looking glorious. I think japonica is looking better already. Very glossy leaves reflecting the sunshine. Um Right, I've got a lot to do. It's a blank canvas. The rest of the plants are quite small. They're in little containers. I've measured them out using the app, how tall they're going to grow. I've plotted them out where they're going to sit in the bed. And then on top of the soil, I'm going to put some landscaping bark chippings. It's going to look very professional and uh, certainly will be a good day's work in the garden, that one. It's going to be very satisfying. So yeah, better crack on. Get digging.